Welcome to the Chad Cargill ACT Test Prep Podcast, coming to you from the Ollie Ray Ranch in Choctaw, Oklahoma. It's great to be with you for episode 43, How to Do Scholarship Projects That Leave a Legacy with Drew Files. My goal is to give practical tips to help you increase ACT scores, qualify for college, and win those much-needed scholarships. We'll talk colleges, careers, and most of all, test-taking strategies and tips. If you've listened to episodes 13 through 16, it was the four-part series I did on scholarships. Or if you've attended my workshop, you've heard me teach about doing scholarship projects that make your resume or your scholarship application stand out and help you win. And what I emphasize is taking your talent, your passion, your love, and then finding people who are in need or people who need inspiring and sharing that with them. And in today's episode, we're gonna talk with Drew Files, who did exactly that when she was in high school. And her project stood the test of time and established a legacy at Moore High School in Moore, Oklahoma. Now, I want to just pause and just thank you for the feedback I got on episode 42 that I did with my two Congolese kids, Clarity and Creed. Now, I do apologize. The audio was not the best on that. And I I definitely would go back and do it differently if I could record that again. But I I didn't want to redo it or try to piece it in. I wanted it to be authentic and and really just the first time they had discussed that. I didn't want to try to redo it. So I, I left it as is. And I cannot even begin to tell you how much I appreciate the feedback I've received off of that. I hope that really did inspire you. And based on your feedback, I think it did. And I think it really helped uh, all of us kind of pause and be thankful for what we have. I also want to just thank you for all the, all of you that are listening to all the podcast episodes. It's amazing when I watch these numbers. I mean, we hit the top 150 in the United States in courses um, for podcast episodes last week. So uh, it, it seems like that, that keeps building. And so that's the first time we've hit the top 150. So I'm really excited about that. And so if you are enjoying these episodes, please take a moment and leave a review. That would be great. I mean, if you're on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, If you wouldn't mind, take a moment, hit that five-star button, leave a couple word review there. That would mean the world to me. And that really does make a big difference. It it really does in those ratings and stuff and and, uh, how Apple suggests uh, podcasts. So if you would take a moment to do that, it could really help this podcast. And and then also just, if you enjoy it, share it with somebody. Tell someone about episode 42. And maybe that would inspire someone, uh, give someone a little more perspective on school and maybe even just some of the other episodes and might give some tips that someone might need to help increase those scores a little bit, which could mean, you know, the difference in having to take a class that doesn't even count toward a major versus being a full qualifier, being able to take uh, regular classes or maybe win that extra scholarship and avoid some of those student loans. That would be amazing. Now, before I get into the interview, uh, also just don't forget December the 10th, we're going to do the last chance prep workout, and I will have that up on the academy.chadkroger.com site. Uh, Hopefully by this weekend, this episode releases on December the 3rd of 2020. So hopefully by this weekend, I'll have that up where you can register for that. And we'll be doing that the evening of December the 10th. Well, Drew is a great interview. Now we recorded this last week and she is a great motivational speaker And in the interview, man, she just so clearly uh, gives her thoughts. And I want to give you a little background on her. She was a great high school softball player at Moore High School. She's a 2009 graduate of Moore High School. She played college softball at Oklahoma City University. She earned her degree in political science and economics. Uh, She currently lives in Little Rock, Arkansas. And you you might find Drew speaking to large crowds, 
she does a lot of public speaking uh, through her business work. You'll find her doing a lot of different things. And so in this interview, you're going to find that she came to my class and she decided to kind of take me up on this challenge of using your talents and inspiring the world. And she did a great project at Moore High School and it has stood the test of time. And although she's been out of school for a long time, her project still takes place yearly just by a new group of students. They're following in her footsteps. And in this episode, she's going to tell you about her project. We're going to talk about what she did, how amazing it was. And then hopefully we'll be able to give you some ideas on how you can do projects like this, not only for your scholarship purposes or your resume purposes, but to make a difference and impact the world, which really that's what this stuff is all about. So let's get to the interview with Drew Files, and I'll be back with you at the end of the episode to wrap it up. All right, Drew, welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you so much for having me. It really is an honor. Drew, we, we met a long time ago uh, at the workshop. I, I remember the class you were at because I remember at the end of the class, you came down. I, I remember you, you walked down there and we started talking about this idea you had and things that you wanted to do. And, and I was just, I was like, yeah, this would be amazing. And we just started talking all about it. And, uh, then now we're going to, we're going to share that with the people. And I want them to know a lot about you. I want them to know about your project that you did the whole thing, but you started out at Moore high school and that's one of my favorite high schools I go to. I love Mrs. Anderson there. She's just a great counselor and Mr. Uh, Coyle, the principal and just done a lot of work there. And, uh, so tell a little bit about just kind of your background of Moore High School. I know you played softball there and were really talented. So if you would just kind of tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so I was actually uh, born and raised in Moore, Oklahoma. Uh, my whole family went to Moore High School. So, of course, I was, you know, born and bred a lion. Uh, when I got there, you know, softball's always been my passion. And uh, Moore is a great athletic school, you know, great academic school, but a really amazing athletic school. They really... Um, pour a lot of energy and time into that. And, you know, it just really um, put me in a position where I could be showcased, learn talents, the, the coaching staff there, you know, it's now Coach Riley. Uh, they're just amazing people and they pour into their student athletes. And I'm just very grateful for, you know, all the things that I learned at Moore High School. Yeah, it's such a great school. Well, at, at the workshop, I always teach the scholarship application segment, which I covered in this podcast series on episodes 13, 14, 15, 16. But I do a short version in the workshop and I challenge students to do a project, do something, taking their talents or passions or loves. Well, back in the day for the listeners back then, um, I held a contest even that we called the Cheeto Awards. And the Cheeto Awards is where we would challenge students to get uh, groups of three and do whatever their project was. And they would submit it to us and we would grade those projects. And each year we would name winners and then we would give unbelievable prizes. We'd give laptops to the winners and all kinds of stuff. Your project, though, is really, it's one of the best that's ever been submitted. And we're going to talk about a little bit about why. But uh, you had a passion for helping the special needs kids and Special Olympics and using your love of softball. And so I would love for you to just kind of tell the story of the Special Olympics softball game. How did you come up with that idea? Like, why? 
So, um, to be very honest with you, uh, those with special needs have always been really near and dear to my heart. I don't know, you know, just from a very young age, it was just always near and dear to me. And, um, you know, through, through more high school, I was in this uh, program called the leadership program. And it's where you have, um, the leaders from every sport or, you know, every club or whatever it is. And we have this class. Well, in that class, we were, um, every, every other Friday we were with the special needs kids and I overheard, um, one of the teachers speaking to another teacher and she was talking about how they were not going to have uh, enough money to be able to send their kids to, to the Special Olympics that year. Yeah. And being, a, you know, an athlete and just knowing how important it is for, you know, for the ability to compete, right? Like you work so hard for the ability to compete. And, um, you know, I remember sitting in your uh, prep class and you started talking about the this Cheetah Award. And um, what happened was like I, I didn't actually ever even get to submit it because it was so late in the year when we were able to do this. But um, it just, you know, you make a change for one or two reasons. We hear it all the time, either inspiration or desperation. And I sat there in that day in your class and I was inspired uh, to, to do something outside of just myself, right, to, to help somebody else. So what I did was, yeah. you know, with that leadership class, I had um, the ability to have leaders from every sport. So what we did or what I did was just um, talk to my coaches. I'm like, hey, can I use the softball field for this day? And they're like, sure, no problem. <laughs> you know, whatever you want, Drew, kind of thing. And then um, I started talking to, you know, my, my leadership um, teachers and I told them my idea. And they're like, yeah, that's great. So then what I did was like, OK, who's going to bring a big crowd? And I was thinking, OK, the cheer, <laughs> cheer and palm. They're going to yeah. bring the crowd. You know, I know all their moms will, you know, come. And then I started talking to the, you know, the baseball players and they're like, we want in. And I started talking to the football players and they're like, we want in. So what we did was this, you know, really special, um, special game where we allowed the special Olympics to play. And, um, you know, everybody that came in, they had to pay to get in. So all the parents that were there to sp sponsor or to watch their, uh, palm girl, perform or the cheer girl perform, they all had to pay. And then, you know, we just kind of made it a big deal. We made flyers, all these things. It was really cool was that our local news station stepped up and came too. And it was just a, a magical night. I remember it was so cold because, you know, I, I didn't think outside the box, like, oh, it's going to be 45 degrees that night. But, um, you know, everyone, it was just, it was an amazing experience to see everyone show up uh, for the children and show out. And the best part was uh, Mr. Coyle, the pr uh, principal at Moore High School, he actually matched, matched what we raised and they were all able to oh, go to wow. the Special Olympics that year. Yeah. And I remember you sent pictures um, with the applications. I would always ask everyone to send pictures so we would kind of see it. And I remember specifically two of the pictures you sent. Um, Mr. Coyle was pitching. So I just thought that was so cool that there's your high school principal who's saying, hey, I want to be part of this. I want to help. I want to contribute. He's out there pitching. And I remember one pitcher, it was one of the students was pushing one of the special needs kids in a wheelchair from home to first base. And I just, I don't know, man. I'm Listen, I mean, Drew, it just, every I tell those stories. I get all emotional about it, thinking about it. It's been a lot of years and I've told that story a million times at workshops and I still get emotional. I think part of it, uh, one of the kids that we adopted is special needs. And I just, man, Drew, just the fact that you did that, it's, it's pretty awesome. And, oh man, I just wish more would do things like that. And so it's just, I don't know, it's such a great moment. It's such a great thing that you did. I'm, I, I know it has to affect you. I mean, to do something like that, see that it had to change you. Yes. Oh, 100%. I mean, um, one thing I'd, I'd have to say that I've learned from even 
even at that young of an age, I think I was like 17 or 18 years old at the time is, is that like, you know, in life we chase all these things. Right? We're always constantly chasing something, you know, for some people it's money, for some people it's power for, for all of these things. But like when you can really, um, help people and really do something outside of yourself, that's when you're going to find happiness. That's when you're going to find peace of mind. That's when you're going to find what really matters in life. So, I mean, I just, that, that lesson has really stuck with me my, you know, my, the rest of my life, my whole life. That's so good. And, and uh, we'll talk about it in just a minute. I mean, it's, it's affected everything you do, just having that philosophy. But I've said for many, uh, many years that when you do projects like you did, you may initially think, hey, I'm going to do this because it's a great scholarship project or it's going to look great on a resume or whatever. I think what people will find is if they actually take their talent, their passion, their love, they find people that are in need, people that are struggling, people that are inspiring, and they go passionately serve those people. Then I think you find out you win already. It doesn't even matter about a scholarship or what you put on a resume. You win inside. You win as a person. And I think you're a great example of that. No, you're, you are 100% totally right. Um, that's, I mean, like, like I just said, I mean, that's where you're going to find your happiness. That's where you're going to find uh, th that good place to be is, you know, really living out your purpose. Well, one thing that I love about your project is it wasn't just a one-time thing. I mean, if you would have done that, Drew, just that year, you led that, made that happen, it would have been amazing in itself. But what is so great is every year when I go back to Moore High School and I tell your story, I'm like, Ms. Anderson, it's still happening, isn't it? And she's like, yep, we still do it. I mean, here we are. I don't know how many years later we are, but like, I don't know. It's like 11 years later, Drew. Come on. I mean, we're getting old, right? Um, but uh, I was going to say, now, calm, calm down the 11 years. <laughs> don't say 11 years too loud. <laughs> <laughs> the point is you establish something that's leaving a legacy and that legacy lives on. And uh, man, that's, uh, you know, it didn't just affect that year, you inspired others to continue that. And I think that's what's great about leaders, right? I mean, leaders have a way of inspiring future groups, future leaders to follow. Yeah. I mean, it, it really is amazing um, to hear that they're still doing that. You know, it does make me emotional just because, uh, wow, you know, what, what better legacy uh, to lead than to, you know, really help people who, who sometimes can get forgotten or, you know, not get the limelight or not get to play underneath the lights or just all of those things. So it's amazing that they still do it. You know, I talked to Coach Riley a, a few months ago and she was telling me that, you know, as a district now that they were doing it as a district. So it's just out, you know, it's out of just more high school. Now Westmore's wow. doing it. Now Southmore's doing it. And it's just, I mean, it's amazing. Wow. Hey, and, and on that note, I mean, if someone, if a high school student's listening to this and says, God, I love that idea. I would love to do that. I mean, go for it. That would be a great thing. And I, I know, I know Drew well enough that she would say, listen, if I can inspire you one ounce to go make that difference, do it. No, you're, yeah, you're totally right. Like if I can tell you anything is there's absolutely nothing special about me. The only thing I was really good at was, you know, inspiring others to do it with me, right? Like using the talents of other people to get involved. So, I mean, if you can just have a little idea of something that maybe just maybe one day you could do it. If I could tell you anything is to delegate it, right? Like to, to get other people to step outside of their comfort zone and help you because I mean, you're powerful by yourself, but when you can get other people to help you to make, to make movements, that's when it's going to become something great or something magical. So there's a lot of students that are going to listen to this and say, all right, I want to make a difference. I want to do it. I want you to give your great one minute motivational talk right here because you know, it, 
it, it's kind of that, I think a lot of students, you know how we are, we aim, 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 but it's like, pull the trigger, man, let's go. And so Drew, I know you're a great motivational speaker. So what, what do you say to those students? This is what I would tell you. I would tell you that success loves speed and uh, there's no better time to go achieve something than right now, because if you're not achieving it, somebody else is. So, you know, success loves speed. And the next thing I would tell you guys is, is consistency, you know, be consistent in your pursuit of uh, success. So like, let's say, you know, that you tell me that you want a 28 on your ACT, but you know, you're not studying or, you know, you're not going to the classes or you're not doing those things and you really don't want a 28 on your ACT. Right. So like whatever that is, you know, you must be consistent in your pursuit. You know, it takes 12,000 hours to master anything. Okay. So, you know, you must uh, really, you know, pursue that and follow that and be consistent. And the last thing I would tell you is don't quit. You know, sometimes, you know, things get hard. Uh, it's not always going to be an easy road. Chances are anything worth, you know, having is worth fighting for. And it's going to be a fight. Um, and I would tell you, you know, don't quit because you never know who needs you. You never know what you do can impact somebody that needed that little ounce of hope. You know, today we're living in uh, this world that needs really ambitious people. We're living in a world that needs light. And, you know, I really truly believe that we are called to be the beacon of light for this world. And uh, you just got to find it within yourself. And um, sometimes when you're in a dark room, the only light you can find is within yourself and you can light up an entire room and really change lives. So that's what I would say. That's my really one, good. One minute. Yeah. Would be. <laughs> I love it. And, and, you know, people have to be willing to get bored with the mundane, because I think what happens, a lot of us, we're always looking for that new, like, I need that new thing. I need to have that new motivation, that energy. But listen, sometimes you got to do the same thing over and over and over and over. And that, that's when you get really good at it. It's like shooting free throws. I'm never going to be a great free throw shooter unless I shoot literally 10,000 free throws. But if we want to be effective, we've got to be willing to even get bored with the mundane. I mean, we have to keep churning and do it or we're never going to make it. I love... Uh, I heard a pastor say this once. He said, uh, the steps of a righteous man are endowed by the Lord. And he, and he said, look, notice it didn't say the leaps or the jumps. It said the steps. And so, yeah, you got to start somewhere and let's take that step and see what happens. Um, I guess, uh, Drew, what, what would you say? Where, a student, where, where would a student start? Um, the student has this great idea. What would you say step one might be? I think step one is, you know, putting it, putting it on paper, right? Like write it out. What does that look like? So, you know, if you have a goal, you know, whatever it is, write it down and then you have to create these micro steps to, to get to that goal, right? Like a plan of action. So like, well, let, let's say with the softball game, you know, I had an idea of like, you know, a softball fundraiser for special Olympics. And then it was like, okay, how, you know, how do we make money? How does that even look? What does that even look like? And then I was thinking, okay, we got to get people through the gates. So, you know, what's the way we could get people through the gates? And it's like, we have to get multiple sports involved because the more people we can get involved, the more, you know, crowd they're going to attract. So just, you know, creating that goal and then really writing it down, putting it in front of you and creating micro steps to, to achieve that goal. That's so good. Well, uh, look, I, you know, I, man, you, you are just, you're, you're a very effective speaker. I mean, it's, it's clear, it's concise, it's to the point. And that's what I love. That's why this episode is going to be so good because the student is going to be able to listen to a short interview. And I think everyone will be able to go, okay, I can do this. I mean, there's no question that students can do this. They can do great projects. 
And it doesn't have to be as grand as what Drew's project is. It doesn't have to be huge events. It can be something as simple as you getting to your friends and you reading with a kid that's going through a hard time right now and using your love of reading and changing and inspiring the world. Or it can be something that is massive, but uh, we can all start somewhere. And Drew, you've set a great example of that. And man, I just, I just love it. I love your project. Now, hey, you got to tell, tell us a little bit about what you're doing right now. You've got I said in the in, in your intro that you you might find Drew speaking to uh, you know thousands and uh, might be uh, uh, slinging some shakes around. So tell, just go ahead and tell everyone kind of what you're doing. Give them a little bit about what uh, what life is like now, and you got to give an update on your family. I know there's some big news there. Oh my goodness! Well, life is uh, anything but uh, boring. <laughs> I live a very fast-paced life, and I'm very thankful for that. Um, my husband and I—we are a chairman's club members in Herbalife Nutrition, so it's the number one nutrition company in the world. Um, the the way we've done that are the, through these nutrition clubs, and what they are is they're these little uh, retail places where you can walk in and get a shake and a tea, a healthy shake and tea. But uh, the biggest thing about these nutrition clubs is this, is that you take one person who wants to change a community, they open up a shop and they do just that. They change a community. They're like little community centers for all these towns across the United States. And it's really amazing because you'll have people down, you know, 5, 10, 15, uh, uh, 50, 100, 150 pounds, which is really magical. But if I could tell you just the life change of, you know, really combating loneliness or combating depression, just all of those things that a, a nutrition club can provide is what, you know, we really fell in love with. So, you know, it's, um, it's an honor to get to represent Herbalife Nutrition, but it's an even bigger honor to get to represent an organization that truly loves people, you know, or they're a bunch of life changers. That's what I could tell you about, um, our organization. Um, so we, you know, um, after, you know, building a great organization, Herbalife, uh, we've kind of two years ago, we started to get kind of ambitious. We started a development company and a home building company and I have a broker's license. So just a really very busy, um, busy, busy, busy lifestyle. But if I could say the one thing, what I'm most proud of, of what I am today is not only a wife, uh, not only, you know, a mom to a little one and a half year old little boy named Roman, who is absolutely precious. Uh, we have another child coming <laughs> pretty soon. Come about on. Seven months. There it is. <laughs> wow. Wow. Girl, you're going to be busy. Now, listen, you got to, you know, I, I have eight, so you got to, you got to oh be careful. Gosh. I mean, yeah. So, well, we have, uh, I have a junior in college, sophomore in college, and then we adopted five, two from Congo, three from Uganda, and then adopted a frozen embryo. And my wife, at the age of forty-six, just delivered our eighth child. So, wow! Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. So you know, you'll love this, Drew. I was uh, I spoke at my daughter's um, volleyball banquet for her senior year. I spoke at the volleyball banquet, and I, I just told the parents, I said, you know, I know you guys are so sad because a lot of you this is your last, and you'll never get to do this again. I said, I have the solution: adopt six more kids. You'll have plenty more opportunities to watch high school <laughs> sports. So. There you Talk go. <laughs> about busy. I am thoroughly impressed. I mean, you guys almost have a football team. Uh, uh, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, hey, Drew, thanks for coming on. I know you're busy and I just appreciate it so much. And I, I know your story will inspire others as it has inspired me. And uh, I'm glad well, you got I appreciate to share it. So you. You, you know, you really sparked a fire and changed a lot of lives with, you know, just uh, inspiring and motivating high school students. You know, I think it's awesome what you do. You know, it's one thing to 
I don't know, just to, to step into a room in front of high school students and change their lives with just a presentation. Uh, it's so, so much bigger than what you can even think about it. You know, I just think what it did for my life well, and cool. it's now done for thousands of yeah. lives. It's amazing. I hope you enjoyed that interview. Drew is, she's engaging. She puts her thoughts together so well. You know, usually when you do interviews, I mean, you're having to do some checks and stops and re-records, whatever. And Drew's interview was almost just continuous. I mean, she just really gets her thoughts put out there and, and she's inspiring. Great young lady. And I loved getting to interview her uh, for this. The, I used to hold a contest we called the Cheetah Awards and uh, she was one of the great, great applicants we got on that. And uh, anyway, I just uh, hope that her story inspires you. And it really, it's, you know, don't overthink it. You just take your talent, your passion, whatever it is you're passionate about, what you love. And then you just find people that are in need, people that are struggling, people that are inspiring. Just go, go do something with them. And as we talked about in that interview, I think what happens is you, it reveals stuff about you. And you discover who you are and what you want to be. And a lot of times people say, well, I just don't know what I want to be in life or do in life. And sometimes doing projects like this, it gives you clarity, man. It just opens up your mind. And you're like, okay, that made a difference with me. That that resonated with me. And then uh, you can, you know, you get a little more clarity on what you want to do with your life. So I really hope you'll you'll listen to that and not just do projects for scholarship purposes only. Because once you do these, as we said, uh, it kind of just changes who you are. And you're like, yeah, I, I, I'm winning here. This I'm winning at this life thing. And that's the way it usually works, right? The line that is better to give than receive. I mean, it, it's actually true. Because when you do it, you realize, my gosh, I mean, that I just did something that actually mattered. And uh, hopefully that will encourage you to do great projects. I've got a lot of classes still yet to go before the Christmas break. And so you can find all those on calendar.chadcargo.com. And don't forget, the Last Chance Prep Workout is coming December the 10th. Next week, I'm going to have an episode on Are You a First Instinct Test Taker? And this is something that a lot of people really like, you might be told, hey, Go with your gut, but you never really know if you should or why you should. And so next week, I'm going to do an episode over first instinct test taking. And I'll tell you what that means. And then I'll tell you how to determine if you are or aren't. And it is a great thing that everyone needs to discover if you want to beat these standardized tests. So that's coming next week. It'll be a short episode, but uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to sharing that with you because when I teach that a lot of times, like people have these, oh, aha moments. And I want you to have one as well and become a great test taker uh, as a result. So I'll be back with you next week. I hope you guys are uh, working hard, getting ready for that Christmas break coming up. And listen now, if you're doing the virtual thing, my gosh, man, log in, take care of business. You know what I mean? I mean, you've got to stay with it. Stay busy. It's easy to get complacent in that. Don't do that. These counselors keep telling me stories now about these students that aren't logging in. Aren't do- get busy. Do your thing, man. And uh, hopefully uh, you'll, you'll finish strong in the next semester. I'm really hoping that things can get somewhat back to normal when we can all get back in class. You guys have a great week, and I will talk to you again soon.